the Ensley What If Insurance Podcast, where we have in-depth discussions with everyone from apprentices and university leavers to board members and CEOs and ask them what if to help demystify the insurance industry, making it easy to understand how and why you might want to pursue a career in insurance. How would your friends describe you? Ooh, well, you know what? There's one right here. Let's ask her. <laughs> What's a bit about your kind of educational background, work background? I was actually at university before this and I didn't see myself going down that path. For me, the main kind of struggle was speaking to my parents about it. When she saw the office, she was like, I'm proud of you, so yeah. well done. And then I found out about degree apprenticeships. So it's, it's a win-win situation, right? You go uni and you get to work, you get the experience. What did you think about the insurance industry before you started and how's that changed? Insurance is so, so powerful and it's a lot bigger than what people actually think. It gets rid of fear and when there's no fear, then there's no limitation. So wherever your interests are, there's something for you. But insurance is everywhere. It's, yeah. There's not a place where it isn't. Could you tell me a bit more about what a kind of typical day looks like for you? So I'd come in in the morning, 9am, start the day nice and early. If I'm feeling extra special on that day, 8.30. <laughs> Every day is different, which is what I like. It keeps it interesting. Is there any kind of advice that you would give to anyone that wanted to, to go along the same path? Coming to this type of environment, there's a lot of imposter syndrome. You need to understand, you know what, I deserve to be here. I earned the right to be here. Don't, be, don't try and be a lone wolf. Yeah. You won't get as far as you think you would. This is your life. You're not going to get a second chance. You're running this race and you got to finish it. So, hi everyone. Today we're talking to Bolu and Erin, who are both doing IT apprenticeships at Howden. Um, we'll be discussing why they decided to start a career in insurance, what they've learned about the industry so far, and how other people can also take the leap into their career um, and get some top tips as well. So thank you for joining us, Polly and Erin. Thank you for no having problem. us. Thank, thank you. you. Um, just to start off, I'm, I'm going to ask a couple of icebreaker questions just to get to know you a little bit. So um, just we'll go to you first, Erin. How would your friends describe you? Ooh, well, you know what? <laughs> There's one right here. Let's ask <laughs> How would you describe Aaron. I know I know he likes this one. I know he likes this one. Cool, calm, collected. That's it. Yeah. Very nice. I'd yeah. say this, I'd say that since meeting you, I would say. No, thank you. I like Very to chilled. I like to hold it like almost a word, another word I could use is nonchalant. Okay. <laughs> Not bothered. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and how would you describe well, How would I describe bully? Determined, driven. Yeah. Ambitious. That's some nice words. That's good. And um, each of you, what's your, would you, if you could have a coffee or a drink with any celebrity, who would it be? I'll go for you first. Um, can they be dead? Yeah, yeah, dead or alive. Nelson Mandela. Okay, that's a, yeah, good chat. Just um, always looked up to him, the way he's thinking, strategic, strategic thinker. And yeah, what he done for South Africa, some amazing things. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, for me, I was actually discussing this yesterday, actually, but Steve Jobs. Yeah. I'd love to have a conversation with Steve Jobs. You're both going for like full ambitious people. Of yes. course. Yeah. Of course. Amazing. And um, what was uh, your favourite subject at school? What's that? Ooh, favourite subject, PE. Nice. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> loves PE, but um, in terms of academically, let's say maths. I'm a logical thinker, so I like mathematics, I like problem solving. So maths was my favourite. That's I great. Me, it was um, science and more specifically chemistry. Nice. I just liked okay. how all the things would come together and you could create anything you really wanted. It's good. Some good answers. So we'll just we'll get into talking a bit about both of your background. I know that you mm -hmm. um, both doing your apprenticeships, but want to find out a bit more about what you were doing before then. So, um, but if we start start with you, 
what's a bit about your kind of educational background, work background and how you got started in, in the role? Yeah, so I started off, I was actually at university before this, but I was at university for about two years studying electrical engineering at Aston University in Birmingham. But for me, the course wasn't really resonating with me on a kind of a long-term scale. And I didn't see myself going down that path. I always liked technology. So I decided, you know what, technology, I do want to do this. I think it's the future. And I think for, in terms of career, I think it's very, it's a career that everyone's going to need IT. Everyone's going to need computers. And it's always going to be there. So there's good job security in that sense. So I said, what else do I know? And IT was like at the top of the list. And yeah, I started looking around for kind of IT roles and more specifically apprenticeships. And I came across this one. So that's how I kind of got to this position here. But Amazing. So at what point did you decide, actually, I might not I might not carry on with this? Was it yeah. in your second year? Or? Yeah, so it was literally right at the end of my second year, going into my third year, actually. I said, I just don't want to do another year of this. What else can I do? And I'm not the person to kind of just say, I'm not going to do this and I'm, I'm going to do nothing. I said, if I'm going to do something else, I have to find something before actually mm. leaving university. And I did. And that's how I got to. Yeah. yeah. It's a big decision, though, as someone, if you're quite ambitious to say, actually, I don't want to do this and stop doing that. Um, yeah. Good to have something lined up. But how did you uh, how did you kind of deal with feeling like this wasn't for you? Did you was there any struggles with that? You know, I think the, um, for me, the main kind of struggle was speaking to my parents about it, uh, especially because they come from a very strong like African background as well. And, you know, they're immigrants, so they obviously want their children to finish university. And it wasn't a thing where I just wanted to like kind of drop out or quit as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I did. I'd, it was it was hard. It was hard explaining it to them. I could kind of see the disappointment in their faces. But you know what? Once I got this job, I brought my mum to the office and yeah. <laughs> when she saw the office she's like I'm proud of you so yeah. well done so, so it all worked out it's like all the all the words to do with it a drop out mm. you know kind of quit and it's just it's the wrong kind of mentality compared to what you actually did which was sort of starting a new chapter really rather than quitting yeah, exactly and and what about you Owen how did you so get into this? I hadn't actually got to the university stage yet so it was when I was in college sixth form um, and they were telling us to apply for UCAS, apply for what we wanted to do. And at the time, I knew myself I didn't want to go to university. But similar to Bolly's situation, my mom, my grandparents, they were very adamant. They said, you're going to university. You, you don't have a choice. So I done a bit of research into apprenticeships because I knew that was um, an alleyway you could go down. And then I found out about degree apprenticeships. So it's, it's a win-win situation, right? You go uni and you get to work, you get the experience. So I had a look. At first, I was looking at engineering ones. Then I had a look at some investing ones, investment like banking. And then I just, I thought, I've done GCSE computer science. I've always liked technology. So started applying for IT ones and Howden got back to me first and came for the interview and the, the rest is history, I guess. Yeah, that's great. Because obviously you guys are both working in the IT sector, mm -hmm. but within insurance. So what were your first impressions or what did you think about the insurance industry before you started and how's that changed? Okay, okay. Yeah, so insurance, everyone thinks of when people say insurance, car insurance, you know, your phone insurance, home insurance, and that's kind of it, like kind of the retail side um, but when I came here, 
I really understood insurance is so, so powerful and it's a lot bigger than what people actually think. It's You can insure events, you can insure the Olympics, you can insure the World Cup. Like I'm pretty sure one of Howden's clients is FIFA. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, um, it's a lot bigger than people actually think and insurance really does make the world go around. And I learned that insurance mitigates risks and when there's no risks, um, it kind of, it gets rid of fear. And when there's no fear, then there's no limitations. Mm -hmm. So I think insurance is a very, very powerful thing. And it's it's massive. It's got no end. And that's mm -hmm. why I realised it. And I learn about it every day. So yeah, it's very that's interesting. Great. And how about, how about you, Emily? Yeah, thoughts? it was similar. All I would know is car insurance, home insurance. But coming here and understanding it's a lot bigger. It's kind of, it's really the base and the foundation of a lot of things that you see in your day-to-day -day life. So without insurance, a lot of things wouldn't exist and a lot of things wouldn't happen. Yeah. So it's, it's been amazing and it shows there's endless possibilities within an industry like this. So wherever your interests are, there's something for you. So yeah. it's been good. We were talking about it, weren't we? Like whatever kind of industries takes your interest will require insurance. Mm -hmm. So you can just kind of get involved in whatever you want. But also there's lots of different roles within Howden. So obviously you guys are working in IT. Could you tell me a bit more about what a kind of typical day looks like for you, of what you're doing at the moment? Um, I'd say at the moment right now, I'm just taking on a new project regarding the, um, the broken platform that Howden are building in-house. So what they're creating is a blueprint. So whenever a new country comes along, they can just give them that out the box and they can move like that. Any fine adjustments they need to make, they can make just within that country and then move on to the next just to save a bit of time. So that's been interesting. So I come in in the morning, 9 a.m., start the day nice and early. If I'm feeling extra special on that day, 8.30, <laughs> um, come in, have a meeting, 10 o'clock, sit down with some of the team out in India. They'll give me a breakdown of what they've been testing, the different things there. Then maybe a few more meetings, and then I'll kind of look at some other test cases. So looking at how the, um, the platform is working, because where the blueprint's being built is in Netherlands. So talk with the pe people over there, look at some dashboards, and yes. How, it's always a good good day. Yeah, how are you finding working with people from across the globe? Um, it's good, you know. I feel like just being in this office, there's like there's no limits. You can just jump on your laptop, put your headphones on, and you're speaking to someone across the world and collaborating on a task. So I feel like that's very important, yeah. just to be able to have that. But I would love if it was in person, but you can't yeah. have everything, I guess. You'd love to fly to see them, basically. <laughs> of course, one day, one day. <laughs> yeah. And what about you? What's the kind yes, of day like? typical day. So right now I've been moving to like the project teams for like MAIT integrations and it's a very very interesting field because this is such a big company which continuously buys more and more companies so everything is very fast paced everything is very different every day is different which is what I like it keeps it interesting mm -hmm. so it's, it's not boring so I'll get into the office and first thing we have every morning is like a, a daily scrum so our project team we kind of have a conversation about where we're at what we've done what we need to do and everyone kind of fills everyone in, mm. which is the first part of the day. And then we know everyone goes off and does what they need to do. So then for me, a lot of the times I work with, so I'm doing, working on a project. So Tiger Risk was recently acquired. So yeah. we've been integrating, integrating their IT infrastructure. So I speak to quite a few people. I'm in quite a lot of meetings all day, which is good. That's the part I like. I like speaking to people. I'm kind of a people person, so mm. I enjoy that part. So a lot of meetings. And then when I'm not in meetings, it's a lot of emails, a lot of back and forth, a lot of trying to get things 
progressing, moving along. And yeah, that's kind of what projects is. So I enjoy it. It's really yeah. good. Bit of project management as exactly. well as like focus on that IT side of things, which is like a completely different skill set sometimes. Yeah. Logical thinker plus working with people, exactly. um, which is great. So is there a kind of a common myth that people think about the insurance industry that you've realised isn't true? Ooh, that's a good mm. question. I feel like being early on in this industry, um, instead of hearing kind of common things what we've heard is what we've learned if that makes yeah. sense so I don't know I would say that definitely like the small way of thinking of insurance is like but insurance is everywhere it's, yeah. there's not a place where it isn't I suppose that's yeah you're saying about just phone and car insurance and actually it's everything mm -hmm. yeah. which makes sense is there a myth that you can think of that For me the um, insurance is boring um, yeah. it definitely isn't it's very very interesting when you read up about it and you keep up to date with it like if you see like a major incident in the news, just know insurance is going to be involved. Mm. If you hear about ships, containers, if you hear about natural disasters, insurance is going to be involved. Insurance is always there lurking in the background and it's very interesting to, yeah, to know. to be part of that. So what, is there any kind of advice that you would give to anyone that wanted to, to go along the same path, either in an apprenticeship or kind of getting into this industry in general that you would have wanted to know? I think for me... When I first came to the company, um, like obviously we got in the background now, but the gherkin, you know, coming into an office and environment like this where I'm seeing like the gherkin, which I only saw from like the skyline from where I live and coming into this type of environment, there was a lot of imposter syndrome at the start mm. and I felt like, okay, I'm here, but how do I get here? Do I fit in? Um, am I supposed to be here? And I think those thoughts you have to... You have to get rid of them and you need to understand, you know, what, I deserve to be here. I earned the right to be here. And not only am I just, just, just going to be here, I'm actually going to thrive, excel and achieve as much as I can. And you just have to come with a positive mindset and self-belief. Yeah. Are there anything that is there anything that you did specifically to kind of help with that? Cause sometimes people have different tools or things that they've done to kind of make it easier for them with imposter syndrome. Yeah. You know, it's, for me, it was... I try to speak to as many people as possible. Um, there's a lot of senior people in the company and a lot of people think, actually, oh, they're too senior, I can't speak to them. But you know what, they're, they're people and they're nice people. Mm. And the more and more I spoke to these type of people and just understood, like, you know what, they probably want to just be treated like a human as well and just spoken to as well. I realised, you know, it's, everyone here is human at the end of the day and we're all here, so why should I feel like an imposter? Why should I feel like I don't belong here? Um, these are all people, all human at the end of the day. And 100%. that's how I got past it. It helps as well, just time, just yeah. kind of, you know, building on it and, and kind of making those relationships, like you said, yeah. as well. What about you? Is there any advice that you'd give to someone? Um, I'd say, building upon what Bolly just mentioned about um, people, everyone's human at the end of the day. When we come into this office, could be the CIO, the CEO, the same way you're and how an employee, so am I. Yeah. Maybe you, you might have a higher position, but at the end of the day, if I can if I can start a conversation with you, we can have a nice flowing conversation, talk about what you did on the weekend, because everyone does things at the end of the day. Yeah. So yeah, I think just kind of letting go of those kind of how would I say those thoughts that kind of pull you down, let go of them because you're in an environment like this where you can really build on yourself, you can thrive. So you might as well push. Yeah, I suppose everyone's still part of it. Without you, things fail. Without them, things fail. But mm -hmm. you're kind of part of the of the team being successful, the business being successful. So um, 
one of the so just thinking about the apprenticeship as well because I think it's a really interesting way of getting into somewhere like Howden mm -hmm. what made you want to pursue specifically an IT apprenticeship or were, were you, you said you were looking at engineering as well but what is it about that this arena that, that you like I think with IT it's, it's the future in the same way that insurance is going to be everywhere so is IT mm. um, and that could be anything it could be the cyber security side of things the project management side of things the testing the software side of things IT is going to be everywhere going into the future it's going to be a fundamental part of all companies so I think it's it's also the interest of technology there's there's going to be a new thing every couple of years and it's just going to be crazy and crazy every year so yeah. it's just the excitement of that that's good I mean like it's pretty stable because there's mm -hmm. always going to be a need for someone people to be working in that area Do, would you agree with that yeah, as well yeah 100% I definitely agree with that IT is a very also a very fast paced industry it doesn't stop it doesn't mm -hmm. sleep and it's always moving which is good which keeps it exciting keeps you on your toes there's always new technology coming for example like there's AI now you've heard yeah. things about like chat GPT you know and stuff like that's going to be implemented very very soon so it's it's good to be in an environment that constantly change I think change is good I like change and it keeps mm. things interesting so. yeah how how long is the, the apprenticeship and you start you said you're studying at the same mm -hmm. time university yeah. Yes. Yeah. so three years altogether three years so do you do you go into university too yes, yes. yeah so Are it's you, um, yeah. We do it at the same time. Um, our schedule is Monday, we'll go to university mm -hmm. and then for the rest of the week, we'll be working. So wow. And do you still have to do the same kind of coursework and things? Yes. Or is it? yes. Okay. No, excuses. no excuses, no excuses. <laughs> yeah, it's almost harder. Yeah. You could say, would say yeah. but it's, it, the, the benefits are worth it. The opportunities yeah. that we have, most definitely worth it. Yeah, and if you're not, if you don't want to be sat in a classroom, it seems like that's kind of perfect to be mm -hmm. partly in work and partly... And then when you're here, you're like, OK, this is why I'm doing it. This yeah, is why I'm going yes, to exactly. university as well. And what was the process of actually getting on to the apprenticeship? Um, yeah. You know, what what did you have to go through to get to this point? Um, so it was the obviously the application stage at first. That was, um, I think, through the government website. was, yeah. I think, where Howden really mainly advertised this one. Then from there, once you got shortlisted, the interview day... And then after that, there was a phone call saying if you got the job or if you have to come back for another interview. And then from there, that was it. Yeah. yeah. So Making it sound easy. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. So just thinking about what, how has your working in your current role changed what you want to do in the future or has it changed it at all? Oh. <laughs> yeah, so it's made me think a lot bigger. A yeah. lot, a lot bigger. Um, like I said, I work in like the M&A kind of space, like M&A IT integrations and just seeing how this company just buys more and more companies and I didn't even know you could buy a company. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it stopped at houses, but yeah. clearly it doesn't. There's no limitations. Uh, and just being able to see that and to work on that process, it's, it's crazy, it's crazy. And working internationally as well, so like Tiger Risk, American company, being able to work with people from America and it's, it's definitely, like I said, made me think a lot bigger and made me realise there's no limitations mm. and now I know that there's there's nothing that I, I can't do if I want to do something I can go out there and achieve it yeah I suppose especially if in your day to day job you're working with people from the US and you see how easily it can work yeah. then you're like well that could be something I could do in the future is okay. you know go and work in other places or whatever whatever it might be and and what about you what have, how's this how's your current role changed what you want to it's, do in the future um, it's been interesting. It's given me a new outlook on how IT works as a whole. Because being working closely with the broken platform, 
I've seen the kind of the whole software development lifecycle and how project management is involved, business analysis are involved, testers are involved, the developers are involved, and also communicating with the actual business side of things and mm-hmm. how it's going to affect the brokers on the day to day. So it's important to see how just like almost one ripple affects the larger the larger scale of things. And I think it's important to know to understand each step and each each process to make sure that each one is almost perfected. Mm-hmm. So that it's just a nice smooth smooth machine. Yeah, would you would you say that you know in your opinion you would want to stay working in the insurance industry or stay in IT? How, has any of that changed of what you want to be doing? Um, I wouldn't say it's changed. Um, the the idea of pursuing a career in insurance definitely has has increased yeah. from not knowing anything about the industry to knowing. Well, I haven't. No, I don't know all of it now, but knowing a lot more than I did before, it's uh, giving me an interesting outlook on the yeah. industry. And then IT is, as it's always going to be growing, there's always an um, opportunity there. So yeah. And, what, and yeah. what about you? It's actually kind of funny because we're literally talking about this in the lift as we're coming up. But yeah, I really like IT. I like the the logical side to it. I like the facts that especially projects where you have an idea and there's steps and processes for you to implement for you to reach your goal. I really like that part. And I love insurance as well, because Mm -hmm. like I said, there's no limitations and you can really be part of anything and everything when you're working in insurance. So if there's a position where you can kind of put the two together, that's something I'd be very interested in. But just like you said, the whole idea of what that could look like has broadened. So like global scale, Mm -hmm. buying businesses scale, everything's bigger than you expect when you Mm -hmm. first start in something. And um, is there there anything about advice, specifically about the apprenticeship that you would give people, things that you you know, wish you would have known before you'd started maybe juggling studying and, and this. Are there any tips? Um, I'd definitely say make time for university. <laughs> <laughs> make time for the studying because you're going to be throwing projects at work and you're going to have, you're going to be looking at, oh, cool, I need to get this project done at work and then you're going to check the date, oh, oh, coursework is due. And yeah, it can be a whole lot of stress. So definitely keep university side in mind. It's just as important as what you're doing in the office. Um, and yeah, don't don't hold back. You're you're in this you're in this massive company, um, a global company. You are bringing in a good amount of revenue a year. <laughs> yeah. So there's the endless opportunities. So yeah. just talk to as many people as you can. Expand your network. Don't just stick within the the apprenticeship. Yeah, if that makes cool. sense. Yes. What about you, Polly? Yeah, definitely along those lines as well. Um, probably say two things actually. First thing is networking. Speak to as many people as possible. Um, Especially when the culture is so good at this company, there's so many good people, so many nice people who are happy to have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Don't feel like I don't, I can't talk to that person. Like, I think we even had a rule one time where we said anyone who comes into the lift, we have to say something to them. Mm-hmm. So having, having yes, yeah, so it's and it's been very, very beneficial. And I think being able to speak to anyone. You actually learn a lot as well just by, for example, you can speak to a broker and then they can explain parts of insurance and then you can kind of understand how the whole business works together because at the end of the day, we're all on the same team and mm. but we all play like different positions, different mm. roles. And when you speak to other people within a company, you kind of understand, okay, this is how I fit in, this is how they fit in and this is how we work together to accomplish a common goal. Yeah. So that's the, that's the first thing. Second thing is always be learning, always be willing to learn. There's, there's no such thing as... I know it all. There's no such thing as too much information. You can always go above and beyond when you're trying to learn. And I think that's the only way to improve. If you want to get better, you have to be willing to learn. Yeah. Uh, that's probably my 
to I think be that's very wise. I think it's interesting what you said about talking to anyone as well, because a lot of the time people forget that they other people don't understand the jargon they don't really understand what you do you kind of have to explain it and it's almost worthwhile just being able to say like, what exactly do you do how do I fit in with that as um t- it takes a while sometimes to truly understand what a broker's doing mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> each day and things like that so um what are there any skills or qualifications that you think people should need especially skills to work in this industry or in the role that you've got when it comes to skill qualifications, I think, um, and this is one thing actually, when we discussed to the people who hired us in terms of like qualifications, they're not more so looking for qualifications or, for example, like you've got the best degree in the world. Mm. They're more so looking for the type of personality you are and how hungry and how determined you are. So that's one thing I'd say um, in terms of skills, people skills, 100%, mm-hmm. being able to work with people. Like I said, this is a team. You need to be able to be a team player, having that skill there, good communication skills, um, good, having good observation skills and just being a hard worker. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's definitely one of the most important things. Just be able to integrate with the team. Don't be, don't try and be a lone wolf. Yeah. You won't get as far as you think you would. Yeah, I think that's, that's especially in the position where you're new into it, you need to be making those connections like mm-hmm. you mentioned around networking already as well. Um, and is... What um, what do you think has been the kind of thing that you're most proud of whilst since you've started the apprenticeship? Wow, that's, that's a good question. That's yeah. a tough one. Um, <laughs> well, there's there's a few. There's a few. I'd say just um, just to hit off some of the main ones in my mind right now, we was thrown all ten of us apprentices. We was thrown um, an, a charity challenge by the CSR team to raise ten thousand pounds. We're on our way there. We haven't hit it yet, but we will. But we hosted one successful table tennis event. Nice. Um, another games night, which went well. Um, and I'd say another achievement that can, that comes to mind now. There's there's definitely more. Is um, the podcast that me and Bolu are starting. So yeah. once that's underway, that'd be great. It'll be great. Yeah. Definitely. For me, I think um, for both of us, actually, really, I think proud of the relationships we built. Mm-hmm. I think we're very, very proud of that. Um, it's very easy to kind of think, oh, we've got that apprentice kind of tag. Mm. And I think we've really tried to do our best to step outside of that bubble and to un- understand we're a part of a company and we're not just apprentices. And I'm happy that we've done what we've done in terms of speaking to people and putting ourselves out there I think that's the best thing we've done to be honest absolutely it feels very much like you're just employees like not necessarily just kind of apprentices and it, yeah do the other 10 are they all within IT or are they yes yeah. yes yeah all in different roles in different roles but within that same IT that's mm-hmm. great um, and what's the biggest kind of takeaway that you would want listeners or anyone that's thinking of what they want to do maybe they're at university and they're not loving it or they think that there's a change what thing that would you want them to kind of take away from this yeah so I'd say number one you have to believe in yourself self-belief is so important because if you don't believe in yourself nobody else is going to believe in you so that's number one and secondly you have to understand like this is your life you have one life to live you're not going to get a second chance so anything that you want to do, you have to go for it. It doesn't matter what person A says, doesn't matter what person B says, you're running this race and you got to finish it. So go ahead and do what you want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with them too. And I'll, I'll add as well, 
um, just just keep pushing. If you've got something in mind that you want to do and whatever you're doing currently does, doesn't feel right, doesn't sit with you, if you feel like you're being forced to do something, but there's something that you want to do and that's kind of the goal you want to pursue, go for it. Don't think about what people wanna, what people are going to tell you and, and then you have to feel like you have to argue back. Just show them. Mm. Don't have to. Don't feel like you have to tell them, no, this is why I'm doing it. Don't. You don't have to justify anything. It's your life at the end of the day. Yeah, especially if you've got lots of kind of parent, parent mm-hmm. pressure and things like that, just making sure that you are that you can stick by your decisions and yes. that prove them wrong, take them here. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's, um, that gives them the best example of what, why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And where... Um, what do you see? Are there anything? Is there anything in the future that you uh, are planning, or anything that's come? You know, that has this changed your future plans? How long have you got left of the apprenticeship, and and what's next? Well, that's a tough question to yeah. tackle. <laughs> future plans, um, only God knows what's, yeah. what, the, what, the, what's, what the future holds. But I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure it'll be great. But in terms of the rest of the apprenticeship, if I'm correct, there is. I think we're about halfway. Yeah, just just over halfway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just over halfway. Got um just over a year left. Yeah. Nice. So you don't have to think too far ahead of that yeah. yet. Yeah. yeah. Right. Is there anything that's coming up for you? Are you so like, I think Erin mentioned earlier the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of projects, kind of a little baby we've been yes. working yes. for yes. a little while, and it's a it's a good opportunity to kind of inspire like the the audience and kind of have good guests on there as well yeah. and speak to more people, which is what we enjoy doing. So that's one thing that we're working on currently. And in terms of my role, I just want to keep pushing on like the project management kind of side. Yeah. I really enjoy it. I think it's a valuable, valuable skill and I want to be good at it. Yeah. And really useful for most industries, project management especially. Um, great. So I think that that's everything that I wanted to ask. Okay. Um, is there anything that I've missed that you want to make sure that we, we cover off for, for listeners to be aware of mm. see watch out for your podcast as well yeah, of course where we can might as well yeah um, but i'd say to do with the apprenticeship i think there's with apprenticeships as well there's there's so many opportunities as well it might not be it it might not be insurance but mm. there's so many out there and it could be the thing that works for you because university is kind of the set thing you go to school secondary college sixth form and then straight into uni or straight into a job but apprenticeship is a, it's a great thing sometimes I look down on but no I would say it's the complete yeah. opposite I think that's changing massively mm-hmm. I think it's would you recommend it as something to <sighs> most do most yeah. definitely yeah. most definitely yeah I think it's definitely changing with the kind the amount of apprenticeships that there are available now mm-hmm. and how people want to be working as well so so much quicker than university so yeah it's great to hear that you guys have had a positive experience with it and yes. that you'd recommend it yes definitely um and is there anything that you wanted to kind of finish actually wanted to ask you a question okay mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what made you decide to, to start this actually your podcast and so yeah we we wanted to do this to to de- demystify insurance especially mm-hmm. for young people especially for young women there's this idea of you know men in suits in some glass tower somewhere, which this, you know, obviously is quite glass, <laughs> but that are making insurance decisions and it's stuffy and old. And I'm in research and I work with the marketing team. I work with designers and all sorts of different types of people, but they work in insurance. So, yeah, we wanted to just get people to realise yeah. there's other ways of getting into it. It's not boring. There's loads of things that you can do within it. So... Really appreciate you guys coming and talking through your experience because I'm, I'm sure it will resonate with a lot of people that aren't sure about what they want to do and, you know, thinking about the apprenticeship route or insurance, IT. So, yeah, thank you so much, guys. No, no, thank you for having us. Yes. Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you.
Um, and yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. And if you enjoyed the episode and found it informative or thought-provoking, please uh, subscribe to be notified of a new episode um, and or click the link in the description to find out more. And speak to you next time.